0: Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the All Things Leeds podcast, the Vato podcast. I am Ed, as always, and as ever, I am joined by Charles Foster. How are you, Charles?
1: I'm fine, thanks, Ed. Busy week? Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah, good <laughs> week when Leeds United win.
1: Yeah, it's always a good week when Leeds win.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, of course, in this episode, we will be digesting Leeds' incredible win, uh, incredible 1-0 win over Sheffield United away at Bramall Lane. That was Leeds' first win there since April 1992, would you believe? And of course Liam Cooper got injured in that game So we'll be talking about that And whether we need to bring in a new centre back in January Patrick Bamford and Izzy Brown Featured for the UN23s last Friday, so we'll be discussing that as well. We'll also discuss the return of Pavel Sabicki after his loan spell ended. Uh, there's also some unfortunate news regarding the Leeds United ladies as the captain suffered so a broken leg during their cup game at the weekend where they won 4-3. We'll go over that very quickly and then we'll preview this Saturday's game against QPR who we, of course, drew in the FA Cup third round. So all of that is coming up. Well, I guess we'll start with Leeds United's incredible win at the weekend on Saturday, uh, where they beat uh, Sheffield United uh, 1-0 at Bramall Lane. As I said, it's the first win since April 1992. It's a, it's a massive win, isn't it?
1: Yeah, um, my dad were there for that game, actually. <laughs> That's yeah. how, how long ago it was. Yeah, it was quite a massive win, but that makes it, I think that makes it sound worse than it was because we haven't played them that often since 1992 because they've never been in our league. We were in the prem lot, then they were in the championship, and then we were in the championship, and they were in League One. So we've, I think we've only played them six or seven times since since nineteen ninety two. So it's not that bad. It's still a long time.
0: First time we beat Sheffield United since September two thousand and ten as well. Just puts into perspective how difficult you know how, how difficult it's been for Leeds beating Sheffield United, and it just makes this win even more you know even more important, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, we've we've not had a good record against them in general, and especially not at their place. So it's and it was it's an important win because we need to beat the teams around us if we're going to be up there.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll get into the game. So it wasn't the best of games overall, I don't think. You know, a lot of people saying it was a fantastic game. I disagree with that. The first half was shocking, especially you know Leeds' belly anything. But second half were much better from Leeds. I felt
1: we we couldn't establish any dominance in the midfield or on the ball. We we just we, every time we we got the ball, we tried to break, and it would we we would lose momentum usually through one player who got taken off half half time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a slow start. Sheffield and I were definitely on top for the first twenty minutes or so.
1: Yeah, they were. They, they mind they always they always start well. We we said that in our pre previous game, didn't we, that they would start well and we would need to ride it out. And we did ride it out. I thought we defended well. That that was one thing you could say about the first mm. half. We did defend well.
0: Yeah. Uh Peacock Fowley kept us in the game though, didn't he? We we had that save from McGoldrick very early on.
1: Yeah, that was a good save. I thought I thought the save off Henderson from Halm was better though. Yeah. That, yeah, I mean that was a better save. Yeah, but, that
0: that was after Halm, You know, he came on for Liam Cooper. We'll discuss in a bit. Yeah. but Halm, uh, he he had an opportunity five minutes late and almost scored. It, it. That was that was a good save.
1: Cracking save. Although I think the defender had that on the line. There was a defender on the line as well. If if Henderson had missed that, I reckon that'd still been stopped. But he yeah. still a good, good effort.
0: I mean, Henderson had a good game really, apart from all you know, apart from that mistake. Uh, late on, which we will go on to, but you know, I thought I felt you know both keepers had a decent game, but Peacock finally did make me nervous though because he, he had uh, d- you know <laughs> I, I said him I said him a match report. He'll be full of confidence from that penalty save, but maybe too confident because every time they delivered a ball into the box, he'd come out to try and get that. And after time was in no man's land, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he had an interesting performance. Like for for, shot, for sh- sh- if you just looked at his shot stopping on his performance, it was good. He he made that. Even a couple of really good serves, but his his cross collection and on set pieces, he was flopping on two or three occasions, which you can't really afford to do. Otherwise, players like Billy Sharp will bury you.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, after first twenty minutes or so, you know, we we kind of grew into the game, and you know, after Helms' chance, we kind of grew into the game a bit more even. Like I said, we didn't really create anything; they they created quite a lot. But you know, half the time, Billy Sharp was offside when ball was whipped into the box for him.
1: And it didn't get given. He was offside twice. The flag it's, was never up. No. Um, and in, in fact, I think at one point when McGoldrick should have scored and he blasted it over the bar. And he gave
0: a free kick to us for some reason. Uh,
1: I think it was a foul on up foul. It was, I, I didn't but there, but see but there that, wasn't though. a foul on up foul. There wasn't. There wasn't at all. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Billy Sharp was offside.
0: Yeah, I mean, the commentators on Sky were as confused as anyone else. You know? Leisman did put his flag up for, for, you know, for offside and then referee saw a free kick. So out,
1: out of nowhere, the, the, the officials were poor.
0: Yeah, very poor. And I mean, Sheffield United, you know, they, they were a dirty team on Saturday. You know, shirt pulling all the time, but they should have been down to probably eight men in that first half. I McGoldrick mean, should have been sent off on his challenge on Matash Click. I feel. What what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, um, people are saying that you know, it was a definite red card. I mean, if you look at it, if you if you get all the angles that we had, then the ref would have no doubt given it. From what I saw, for the ref was behind. it was positioned behind Click. And McGoldrick was the other side of Click, so he only saw the back of Click. I don't think he could see it properly. I think he probably saw Click go down and assumed it was just oh, he's overreacting there to win a free kick. Yeah, but if he'd have seen it, if he'd have been two or three yards to his right, he'd have seen McGoldrick's...
0: The <laughs> ref had a perfect view of it. There's no reason as to how he didn't see that.
1: I, I thought I, from what I saw, he, he, he looked to be just stood kind of a few. It was a few yards behind Click, and he was almost square to him. Maybe that's that's the only. Reason I can think of why you would not give that,
0: yeah, but a definite red card though. Red yeah, card absolutely. challenge. I mean, it, it you know, his studs were up went over you know the foot of Click, went over the ball and c- could have really done some serious damage there.
1: Yeah, if it, if it have um, it could have been a bit of a leg uh, leg break if it if it had put more weight in, weight into the challenge, but
0: yeah, and it's an, a thing that we don't need as well. More injuries, we we, we don't need that. we were reckless.
1: Yeah, it was it was reckless. It was a dangerous, and officials are, are supposed to be there for to keep the game fair and for player safety, and yeah. that they didn't do either of that with that challenge.
0: Yeah, and the referee Oliver Langford, he was so inconsistent. I mean, there was, um, you know, Ender Stevens and uh, John Egan, they both should have got two yellow cards in that first half, but they didn't. You know, uh, Stevens, I think his second foul was was when he clipped Dallas on the and line, it, and it was yeah. a definite yellow card, but referee. <laughs> It was like, oh, he's already been booked. I'm going to bottle. You know, he bottled it really. They both should have been sent off with two yellow cards.
1: Yeah, it was. It was very poor. I mean, and we, we were breaking as well. And in kind of, it was. It was. A, it was a goal. I won't say it was a goal scoring opportunity. It was a a chance creation opportunity. And it was. Uh, and it was ruined. Um, and I don't know whether it was John Egan. I think it was John Egan. On click, when he just dragged him down, like he literally just grabbed his shirt and threw him to the th- and threw himself to the floor, yeah. so he'd pull him down. And that wasn't that was given as a foul, but not as a yellow card. Yeah, and that was he was click was breaking there as well.
0: Yeah. And where the referee, you know, where he should have given yellow cards, he didn't. But then where he shouldn't have given him the yellow cards, he did, because there was a point where Kemal Roof. He was standing his ground, and he turned his he turned his back around, not in a malicious way, to avoid a face-to-face collision. That's why he turned around. And a, a foul, yeah, fair enough, but a yellow card for that?
1: No, it yell a yellow card. I mean... When you look back back at it, Roof does throw a little bit of weight back towards the defender to knock him flat. But so maybe you could argue for a foul, but you can't argue for a yellow card. It's, it's it's a you just stand in your ground.
0: Yeah, and it's a problem that we have in the championship and the EFL. You know, poor referees. I mean, we're one division down from one of the best leagues in the world, the Premier League, and the referees are just so poor and so inconsistent.
1: Because I think what's to do with that that is that a lot of kind of referees that have very poor games in the Premier League. Like Mike Deans and um, other referees, um, end up as a punishment for, for kind of ruining a Premier League game, end up officiating a Championship game for a couple of weeks. And that, I mean, it just means that we get worse referees that make. Pot. But having said that, though, Mike Dean actually did have a good game for us, so I'm, I'm not going to actually moan about. Yeah, his Mike, Dean, Mike
0: Dean was one of the best referees we've had in a long time, which is you know, weird. Yeah, and he had, he had a few big decisions that he got right in that game, but I mean, the referee <clears> at the weekend just highlighted how big of a problem and it he, needs looking at doesn't
1: it it doesn't need looking at cuz uh, it's it it's just ruining the game. You yeah. can't have poor officials in games.
0: So many times this season, as well, we've had referees come down the road and they've been you know doing everything to try and not let not make Leeds win. Cast my mind back to the um, to the game against Brentford.
1: Yeah, that was he Jeremy Simpson was awful. Yeah. Although we've we we have in the interest of balance, we have we actually had some good referees. We thought Sheffield United away, we had a good referee. He was good. Sorry, not Sheffield United. Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. Sheffield Wednesday away. He was, he was he was a good referee. He let. I mean, you could argue he was—he was maybe a little bit lenient, but he did let—he was consistently lenient. He let things go on either yeah. side.
0: I mean, you know, if a referee's bad, you want him to be consistently bad, but it's when they're, they're inconsistent <clears throat> uh, that, thats what jars me, mad. But it, it, it needs looking at de- desperately because it's just so, so poor. But you know, as we said, you know, poor officiating in the first half, but it wasn't the best of first half really, particularly on Leeds's point of view. Uh, but in the second half came round, we were—we were so much better in that second half.
1: Yeah, I thought first five, maybe possibly ten minutes of the second half, they 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 come out slightly brighter. But then I think from that fifty-five minutes to about seventy odd minutes, we 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 were much the better team.
0: Quite, quite a big reason with that was Jack Clark who of course came on at half-time for Alioski, which seems to be uh, the thing that we always see every single game now and Jack Clark he made such a big difference I mean uh, you know you mentioned it 55 minutes on 55 minutes he had a good chance where he, right foot is shot when he linked up well with click and he tested the keeper as well but the keeper got to it but Jack Clark was just immense in that game
1: well he's, he's a proper winger and that's what we've lacked at Leeds for a couple of seasons because yeah. Alioski's inconsistent at best Pablo Hernandez He's not quite fast enough, I think, anymore to be constantly playing as a proper wide man. And so, Jack Jack's perfect for what we need him to do, which is run at, run at full-backs.
0: Yes, yeah, so Jack Clark, I mean, I think a lot of Leeds fans will want him to start, but I, I was, you know, on drive up here, I was questioning, you know, if you start him, I mean, every time he's come on in for the second half, at the end of the game, he's always looked shattered. So, it's like, if you start him, do you want him, you know... If he's going to be shattered by half-time, do you really want him? To, you know, want to start him?
1: I don't feel we can sacrifice the first half of every game in the interest of Jack Clark's fitness. I think what we should do is start him in games, and then if, if he's blowing at the start of, um or puffing at the start of the second half, take him off, then stick Alioski on. Hopefully by then we've already quit enough chances, maybe got a goal or two, and yeah. we're comfortable. And then Alioski's positive attributes, like his defensive capabilities, really could help us out to see the game yeah. out.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. Ali Alioski defensive wise is is good, but I, I think, you know, we, we can all admit that we'd prefer to see Jack Clark playing the wing rather than Alyoski.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think you should yeah, I would prefer Jack Clark to
0: start. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, much better second half on Leeds. but Sheffield United still had a fair few chances. Uh, number six, third minute, Hapo You Now, a lot of people saying Hapo Halm had a very good game. I didn't. I mean, he was chucked in at the deep end, really, if you consider, you know, it's his second senior appearance away at Sheffield United and then he came on, you know, for unfortunate circumstances. But, you know, a lot of people say he had a fantastic game. I didn't feel he did. He certainly held his own. But... Uh, you know, there are a lot of times where he gave the ball away too easily or he misplaced a pass, but well, what what do you make of him?
1: I thought he had a solid game. I thought when it came to keeping Billy Sharp quiet, he did very well, because I think Sharp decided to target him. If, as soon as he came on from like, 20 minutes, he decided to target him immediately, but uh, and he, he didn't really have any effect. He didn't kind of make him buckle or make him fall apart. In fact, I thought Ham did a job on Sharp to, to, to a great degree. But yeah, like you say, that, that point where he set up McGoldrick's chance... This is one in the second half which he should have scored. Yeah, and again, being the Peacock foul, that was a good yeah, save. Yeah,
0: we, we saw the best of best and worst of Peacock foul in this <laughs> game, didn't we? Two two cracking saves in both halves.
1: Yeah, that was a good save. Although I don't know why he went for it with his leg and not his hand, but whatever. Yeah, if well, you he the ball out.
0: Yeah, I mean, Begovic should have scored, but. Bailey Peacock Fowler just stood up tall and just, yeah, strong save with his feet. And I, f- I felt as though, you know, shot stopping Peacock Fowler's all right. But then when it comes to, you know, decision making in the box and, you know, commanding of his area, I, that's where I think his game lacks.
1: I I can't remember, what I heard who said this. Um, they said that basically when, it, when Peacock Fowler has to think about, and, and make a decision. He tends to make the wrong choice when he's cold when it's kind of reflex or instinctive. He he tends to always make the right choice. Yeah, like when, when he's required to make a, a like a reflex stop or something like that. He's he's, he's he's a good keeper. But when it comes to making a decision with regards to like a wall or whereabouts he, be, he should be positioned or when whether or not to come out for a cross he tends to make the wrong choice most of the time but
0: i mean you know he's still young and that that's only going that part of the game's only going to improve and he is only going to improve as a goalkeeper
1: oh yeah it's much harder to improve your, your the reflex and kind of uh, part of your game than it is that the, the decision making decision making can be taught yeah it, it, it it's it's a, it's a skill to learn
0: yeah, but I mean, you know, Peacock Fowler felt as though it it was okay. Appa certainly held his own, but I don't feel you know, like you said, he had a solid game. They had a solid game defensively, you know, defensively, but he did give quite a lot of balls away, which you know. But I'm more than comfortable with Appa Harm stepping in whenever he needs to. Um, but then shortly after that came our roof. Uh, Mr. Glorious chance, didn't he? When um, you know Dallas crossed it in and had aiming for the top right hand corner, but went just wide. And I'm looking at that, and it's like at the start of the season, it probably could have been a goal.
1: Possibly, yeah. Um, that was kind of that the period when we had a bit of sustained pressure because we were we were constantly getting in their third. I think cl- click at it in their box and then give it back out to Dallas, and it was just kind of a first time crossing. And he found Roof well, and his header was actually it was a good header. He was only about. Maybe half a foot wide. It, it was not far wide. He he, he, he almost hit the post. So
0: but, uh, you know. much better second half for us. Um, but <clears throat> you know, with ten minutes to go, um, when we went, no, wouldn't have looked. Now before the goal, you probably would have thought, if, you know, it is going to drag out to be no no, which was looking likely, and in a draw, pull, it would have been a fair result. But when we went when the lope, I was you know when I was like you know so like happy because we we've obviously gone ahead, um. But I thought we were well worth our well worth our lead. For,
1: for yeah, for the period of dominance that we had in the second half, I thought yeah, I thought we were worth it. I'd have preferred it to come from a, a moment of brilliance from us. than Yeah, a mistake. rather than
0: a mistake. Yeah, I mean it, it was a you know awful pass, back pass to the uh, goalkeeper. And he failed. I don't know what Dean Henderson was doing really. Was he trying to pass or clear? <laughs>
1: It was an overhit back pass from Egan, and uh, he was he was try- he was rushing to get to it to stop it going out. And you think if he makes the right choice there, he knock, he just knocks it out for a corner. That's what you should do he, in that scenario. He passed
0: it straight to Jack Clark. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. He, I didn't. I no, like no player who could pass to it. He certainly wasn't going to go past Jack Clark. And he, he you know there was no power in it to suggest that he were, you know he wanted to clear it right over field. It, it was just absolutely bizarre.
1: I think the I think it panicked him. I think the the press. From Clark, panicked him into making the choice. Yeah. I think he he was. I think he passed it while he was still running as well, so that so he couldn't get any power on it. He was still running. And he, he, he he sliced it really, yeah. and it was it wasn't straight to Clark because I think Clark still had to had to, to had to ball roll it to turn it fast enough to whip it over. But which is a good good, good bit of skill actually. To, and if. Clark had hit it across the floor, it would have been stopped because Henderson had his leg out.
0: Yeah, commentators were pointing that out. He started, you know, if it if it was just straight on the floor, keep would have got it, but a, a really good assist for yeah. Jack Clark. I'm so pleased that I got an assist as well, because you know, he's, he's such a good player and that assist will undo him, you know, so much better going forward.
1: I would love him to get a goal though, at some yeah. point. I, I would love him to score. But yeah. um still you can't have everything. Assists yeah. are fine for wingers. I'll um, take I'll take assists.
0: Pablo Hernandez composed finish. I know it was an up and net, but I mean still not not the easiest, you know, the pressure that he's under, you know, it's composed finish, really.
1: First time as well. Yeah. Didn't know touch. Uh, he got interviewed after the game and he said, basically, I didn't know if I was being closed down or not. I didn't know who was around me. And I saw the defender going towards the line because there was a defender that almost got there. Yeah. And he thought, oh, I've got it with this first time. And he said, I almost, I almost miss it because it, it, it kind of clipped him a little bit under his foot as well. Yeah. That's
0: why when it went in, I was like, you know, because I was watching Pablo Hernandez and it's like, he, he didn't set himself up, you know, right here. But it, obviously, when we would go one nil ahead, everyone's absolutely buzzing. I, 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 did, I One, I didn't see this coming, but two, when it did go in, I was like, you know what, we we have been really good this half. So
1: goals, a goal, they all count the same. Yeah. Uh, it's th- three incredibly valuable valuable points away at a, a promotion rival. So
0: yeah, and that's hope uh, for exciting, exciting, and nervy last ten minutes. Uh up Fowl again coming to uh Leeds' rescue when uh, there was a cross going in, it was gonna land on McGorgick's head, but Pickup Fowl came out to punch it, Alan. That was uh, a good decision from him. Then we got let off really. We were let off quite a lot of times in this game, uh, throughout, you know, especially at the first half, but uh, towards the end when Connor Washington uh, from McConney set himself up for that overhead kick and it hits the oh. crossbar. I was <laughs> I was oh it was so so nervy. I was, yeah, I was a
1: <laughs> heart beating fast, a bit of a wreck. I was a bit, uh I was, I was worried I wanted the game to end. I would have, would have loved to get, um to have taken a point before the game, but going 1-0 up in the 82nd minute, if we'd have drawn the game like that, I'd have been gutted. I really yeah. would have been gutted, but... We uh, we held out. The yeah. bar the bar came to our rescue. Yeah,
0: we held on. First win at Bramall Lane since you know since April nineteen ninety two. That was our title winning season. Who knows? We couldn't win this <laughs> season now. Uh, but of course, we, we went top at league for two and a half hours. Uh, but then, <laughs> and then Norwich ended up beating Rotherham. Coventry were one 0 ahead though. So I was like looking at it. Was like them they're going to do us a favour here, and that's going to be massive. But obviously, Norwich turned it around. Three one We go. You know, we remain in second. Uh, but Brentford. Vital point, uh, wait at West Brom, and that that that's massive for us.
1: Cheers, Brentford. <laughs> no, we um, yeah, it's because we're always on Sky. We're usually on the early kickoff, so the amount of times that we've gone uh, top of the league for like a matter of hours, and then yeah. Norwich beats some kind of team in twenty second place to go back for, first. Because for some reason, Norwich are playing all the teams at the bottom of the league. In a series of a few weeks. I mean, I know we're playing a few down there teams, but they, they, they seriously have. They've got like a run of like six games that they're playing kind of 18th or below. Yeah. And then in January, they've got a run where they're playing everyone in the top eight, including us. Including us, yeah. So it's, I don't know who's done the schedule in there, but they maybe should have mixed it up slightly. Yeah.
0: But, um, yeah, so when Norwich, I saw Norwich score and I was like, ah, but Brentford, they did is a favour on Monday night when they. Uh, got that uh, you know late equaliser lucky West one Bum. yeah lucky Westbourne were definitely you know the better team in that game which probably should have scored a lot more but uh brentford crucial draw there not only brentford aston villa as well uh they flashed middlesbrough at the riverside 3-0 yeah um
1: middlesbrough under pulis they're starting to realize his limitations as a coach especially in, a, in, a, in an attacking sense he um and if, if with Pulis, if you if he not scoring goals, like he, start, he eventually he stopped scoring goals when he was at West Brom, and when he uh, when he was at Palace, if he, once he stopped scoring goals, the defensive side of his game starts to go as well. Like th- three nil, and two of the goals were from set pieces, which is where the Pulis teams are supposed to be strong. Yeah, and they conceding two goals from set pieces is just and um, and Villa weren't even that good. They weren't even brilliant. They were they were just all right. Borough were just really poor.
0: Yeah, and we we got Villa just before Christmas as well. That's going to be I'm worried about quite that one. A twi- t- <laughs> tough game. I mean, you, it's I guess it's like one of them cases where like you don't know. You know, it depends what Villa team turns up because they could score quite a lot past you or concede a lot. Um, but I, I'm still worried about that one that's the toughest one in our lead up to Christmas uh, but you know what well, let's just enjoy it now three wins in a row three clean sheets in a row uh, four, po- four wins out of our last five uh, and in the space of a week nine points out of nine fantastic form we're in and you know, we're, I say it all the time momentum is keen to division, <coughs> and we're, we're certainly taking that into this weekend which we will get on to a bit later
1: yeah it's um, the first perfect week we've had this season for, for no, no goals conceded Four goals scored, three wins.
0: Yeah, and I saw Andrew Dalton, who I interviewed quite a few weeks ago. Um, you can check out the on Things League YouTube channel. Shameless um, plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> um, but I saw a tweet and he was like, we're second in the league. Four points safe inside the top two. And we haven't had a fully fit team all season.
1: No, it's, it's quite... I think, no, uh, first, first, I think, uh, Stoke and Derby, Stoke and Darby, where we well, had a... forshaw was still out. Was he still out? Yeah. Oh, I
0: mean. we had a fully fit team all season.
1: That's that's ridiculous. And we're,
0: and we're in a such a good place. And you know, like I said, thanks to thank you to Villa and Brentford, <laughs> we are four points clear in the top two. So we can afford to lose this weekend's game But obviously, uh, you won't want and you won't you won't expect that. But we're in fantastic place right now. And I'm enjoying watching Leeds. It's it's brilliant to see. Uh, but we'll move on to Liam Cooper, who of course got injured uh, against Sheffield United. We don't know yet how long he's going to be out for, but it, it doesn't look good. And as everybody else also said in his press conference after the game. Uh, that it was a serious injury. It's not a ligament injury, but it is a serious injury. Not good news at all, is it?
1: No, no, it's not good news. I mean, every single defender in our back line has been injured at some point in the season. Uh, Douglas was out with a hamstring strain. Janssen was out with a with a uh, so problem with his ankle. Cooper's already been out for uh, for the Swansea game, and now he's he's out again. Ailing's out until January. Ferrari's out until February. It, we've had it, everyone has been has been unfit at some point, point.
0: and it always seems to be defenders as well who are getting injured at, at the moment.
1: Yeah, you'd think it's he'd be more attacking players because they get fouled more often, but a lot of our injuries are defensive players getting injured when they're going in for tackles. Yeah, they're always impact injuries from slide tackles or yeah. challenges. But it's it's bad news.
0: Yeah, I mean Liam Cooper, has been so good this season as well. So much more improved. You know, you said last week if there's, a, you know, Phillips is so much improved and the match will be also. But so is Liam Cooper. In fact, everyone is really. But um, Liam Cooper, he, you know, he stands out for me this season. He's, you know, he's fantastic this season. So if he's going to be out for a long time, he's going to be a big loss.
1: He is going to be a big loss, especially with him being captain. We we, we need him. We need him fit. Yeah. Uh, I think Hernandez will probably take over as captain up until he's back. Oh, Phillips. I wouldn't expect so. When um, when Coop went off in the game, Hernandez was made captain. And then when Hernandez went off, Dallas was made captain. So yeah. it, I think it's... We, uh, Dallas has been here for what seems like forever, but I think it's only been about four years. Uh, Hernandez is obviously the most experienced and senior player in the team. I wouldn't expect Calvin Phillips to get captaincy.
0: Yeah. Is that Helm starting feuding over the next few weeks while he's out?
1: I would have him because I like Phillips in the midfield. I think yeah. it, he, we miss his kind of 50-yard... Paul skulls type balls for over the top every now and again when we're attacking.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm much rather, Phillips is so much better in defensive role in defensive midfield role. Although he can play centre back as we've seen over the past few uh, past few games. Uh, but Liam Cooper out for a long time. Terrible news. Uh, but you, you would expect Helm, and I'm more than happy. You know, like I said, Helm didn't have the best games against Sheffield United. I don't think, but I'm more than I'm fine with him going in. You know, it looks like you know. First game against Bristol City. you look like he played a few Championship games already. So I'm more than happy. Uh, but you know, do we need centre back in January? January's coming up. January's transfer window. Do we need a centre back?
1: We needed a centre back in August. We should. We definitely need one in January. If we need one. We're so light at the back. It's. It's. If we start, if we have to having to play a regularly, play players who have only played twice. It's yeah, so in the senior team. We we need a centre back.
0: It Seems as though so many people. I mean, some people are split, like right down in the middle, but quite a lot, you know quite the majority are like we need a centre back. But Bielsa's you know, it would be interesting to see what he says in his uh, press conference ahead of a QPR game on Saturday. But he seems to just always say we don't need a centre back. It's going to be fine. But I-, I I feel as though we do.
1: We do we do need one. I mean, and I-, I know Bielsa likes to. He doesn't like to moan. He doesn't like to complain. He, he likes to. He likes to get the best of out of what he's got. He doesn't, he doesn't want to spend any more money than he has to, which is fair enough because because um, that's kind of a Drisani's policy as well. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we, we we do need one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, BLC he said, you know, he don't want too many players. Wants to keep players happy, but you know, I, I think another problem as well is if we do buy a centre back in January, if he's going to be a top one, he'd go straight in. You'd think, but you can't really replace anyone in the team at the moment.
1: We we need a. Uh, we not only we need a good quality defender, but we also need someone that can play Bielsa's style of play. With, yeah, um, and I think that would be difficult to find.
0: Yeah, and I feel as though if if we, if we were going to put in that back, it'd only be backup. But it's hard to find a backup. You know, a player who wants to be a backup player.
1: Yeah, m- n- nearly all players want to, want to be in the starting eleven or getting fairly regular appearances.
0: Put this question to you: If you could only buy two players in January, who, who would you go for? What, uh, In position wise. Oh,
1: position wise. I think I meant specific players. Um, I would definitely get. We, we need we need a goalkeeper. We need a centre back. Definitely. The rest of the team can cope. Some people are saying we need a winger. A winger would be nice. It's not essential. We don't we, we don't desperately need a winger. We desperately need yeah. a goalkeeper. We've only got one senior goalkeeper.
0: I'd say goalkeeper definitely. And then for me, it's between a centre back or striker.
1: Yeah, I I'd, I'd definitely have a centre back. We need a centre back. We, we we're just we're just so light. <laughs> But uh, the, the striker, we've got Bamford coming back. We've got Izzy Brown in attacking position. We've got several attacking players coming back into the team. We just need, we just need, uh, we, we need more coverage at the centre back.
0: Yeah. But that's, you know, the Liam Cooper and, you know, the, the injury status. Uh, it's not all doom and gloom, though, for Leeds United on the injury front. Uh, Izzy Brown and Patrick Bamford, they both played for the Leeds United 23s last Friday, uh, where they unfortunately lost 2 0, though, of course. Uh, Bamford and Brown, they both been on the sidelines in recent months due to injury. Uh, but Bamford, he made his return into Leeds shirt and played 45 minutes. Izzy Brown also played 80 minutes. Uh, both seem to have recovered well and, you know, to come back quickly, or at least quicker than expected, and it's, it's good to see.
1: Yeah, we didn't expect him back this soon. Um, Izzy Brown still looks a bit rusty. He needs to get back to to, to his match sharpness and match fitness. Uh, I think Bamford might need slightly longer to get back there but he's he's looking looking good. I think they'll be back in I'd expect them back for the, the the Boxing Day game. I'd expect them both back somewhere near the side.
0: Yeah, and we we discussed this last week um, with with you on like we you know we'd rather see players come back from injury to you know get back max fit, and uh, you know it's, it's what we are seeing. Would you rush them back though over the Christmas period?
1: There is a lot of games over the Christmas period, and injuries are going to happen, suspensions are going to happen. We we need people back fit, yeah. um, but. Um, yeah, I would. I would get them back as, as as soon as we can. I wouldn't rush them back per uh, per se, but as soon as we can get them back, we need them back.
0: I guess there's more competition for places now as well.
1: Yeah, it it, it means it's pushing the attacking players uh, for form. Really, they need to perform; otherwise, they can be out of the team. It's, it's competition's always good for football players. Yeah, I think if you if you know you're going to be starting the team every week, regardless of how poorly you play, then there's absolutely no incentive to to play well. You yeah. may, you can just play your average performance every week. Yeah. So uh, with more attacking options, w- we will probably see the performances of the attacking lineup r- uh, rise, which is good. It can only be good for the team. Yeah,
0: I tell you what, they're both cracking players as well that are coming back, and it's exciting to see him coming back as well. And you know, Bamford it was expected to be out a lot longer, but he's obviously coming back quick. Izzy Brown we haven't seen yet, but I'm excited to see him both.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm I want to see Bamford get a, a few game, games in the team because we've we've um, we've only really seen him in. Sub appearances at Derby, a sub appearance at um, Swansea. We, we, he hasn't really appeared much for Leeds. I think he's, he's probably a, he's probably made about maybe less than 120 minutes over the course of his entire Leeds career at this point on the pitch. Which it, it needs to be more because we, we do need him. Even though Kamar Roof is doing a, a, a really superb job.
0: Speaking of players returning as well, the news that came out on Friday was that uh, Paul Sibiki, he has returned to Leeds after his loan spell uh, in Norway ended. So Paul 24 years old, Swedish forward, uh, of course, arrived in the transfer window uh, when we were under Thomas Christiansen. But, you know, he only made three appearances then. But I was quite impressed with him, though. Uh, but, of course, went on to Molde at the start of the season in Norway. Um, and, you know, he made 18 appearances for Mold. Now, there was quite a lot of lot of sources saying, you know, different, you know, different, you know, for how many appearances he made. But I saw 18, so I'll stick with that. 18 appearances, five of which were in the Europa League. And he scored three goals and made four assists. Not, not bad. Um, not bad over there. But, I mean... You know, I, I, would you like to see him in the team?
1: Not particularly. I mean, I, I'd like to see what Bielsa can can do with him. Um, I thought when he played for Leeds, I, th- I thought he was um, fairly inconsistent. I mean, he had that he got an assist against Norwich when he got the ball in for Pontus header at home, and I think he got an assist for Roof at QPR away uh, last season. But um, yeah, he was he was he was very up and down. He was a bit in the kind of Alyoski mold of. One week he would turn up, one week he wouldn't, and then.
0: Yeah, I mean, ca- you know, casting my mind back to last season, I was impressed with him when he first came in. You know, he made you know his first game was against QPR. I was impressed with him. Uh, you know, when he made a few appearances and you know his his balls into the box were very good. Uh, but I mean, it's another option, though, isn't it? Really.
1: Yeah. Well, we need as many options as we can. But yeah. You
0: know, when you consider the injuries as well.
1: Yeah. Uh Biel- we know that Bielsa doesn't like to have more than a couple of players per position for obvious reasons it will'cause he doesn't want to he doesn't like players just sitting around not really contributing to the team he thinks it's it's pointless but i i think with the with the championship it might be nice to have him just as a as someone to call upon should we need them but it's whether or not he's willing to be that person or whether he'll want to go i think I heard that, uh, I think Phil Hay reported that Leeds are willing to listen to offers for him, so that would kind of yeah, suggest I mean, that willing to leave. Yeah,
0: uh, he's certainly got experience, though, over when playing for Mould. Five Europa League experiences, that could do us good, but I mean, for me, I, I can't see him getting into the first team at all, but Bielsa, who knows, he could work his magic on him.
1: There's always the chance. I mean, there's been a few players we've written off that Bielsa has managed to bring around. Cooper, Phillips, to, to name a couple, but... It, if Bielsa can turn him into a proper, a properly good winger, then, then then why not? Why 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 not? I'm in the team. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not prejudiced towards him. I've got nothing against him. But no, I've got nothing against him. <laughs> if if he can do a job, then I'm more than happy to see him back in a lead shirt.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for me, I, I can't see him getting into the first team. But I, like I say, it's another option, and hopefully, hopefully he does, he does. He can contribute. But like I said, they're looking to get maybe looking to get rid of him in January. So that probably likely that we probably won't see him again really play any significant part uh, for Leeds. But he'll probably make a few appearances from the 23s, but probably not massive, significant parts. Uh, I guess there's some sad news uh, to report and though. Uh, that's concerning the Leeds United ladies. Uh, now, they beat the Doncaster Bells 4-3 in the Women's FA Cup on Sunday, which is, of course, a fantastic result, and it's great to see them doing so well. But their team captain, Bridie Hannan, sadly suffered a leg break during the game, which is awful to see, and, you know. One hopefully should be uh, recovers well and quickly. Now this just put you know put it into perspective for me, uh, you know not just with this injury but with every injury in any sport. You know one minute you know you play you play in your sport what you know what you love to play, uh, doing you know what you do for a living. But then all of a sudden it could just be over. It's scary to think of.
1: I mean it is, but they've they've got excellent physio departments uh, uh, for the for the ladies' women as well as as uh, the, the the under 23s and the the senior uh, men's team. So and. It, it it might end a season, but I don't think it'll it'll have anything worse than that. Mm. Uh, like leg breaks are horrible. I mean, if you look at Jamal Black when he's just broken his um, I think he broke his tibia, maybe it, um, one of his yeah, In his leg. I'm I i, I do not know the exact bone, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and that's ended his season. But he'll he'll be back playing in no time, and I'm she will as well. And I, I know she'll be buzzing to get the. Um, the, the winning the Yorkshire Derby, uh, especially in the FA Cup. So
0: yeah, I mean it's great to see him doing so well as well. And it's just, it's another great thing that has happened that Leeds United since Andre Rosanis took over.
1: Yeah, it's nice to get the women's team back. They I think they were separate to the club for a long time. That uh, Leeds have only just reacquired them under Rajazani. They were they they they, they were sold off the the women's team to uh, to make money for the men's team, which is a shame because it's, it's always nice to run a women's team. But the, the yeah they're doing really well it Every, every single time I seem to look at uh, Leeds women re- uh, result, they seem to have, have won the game like six or seven nil. Yeah. So, so yeah, they seem to be they, they seem to be a good team. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be back in no time.
0: Yeah, it's great to see women you know a women's team at Leeds and you know women's football as well. Yeah, you know, maybe not be you know have the biggest and you know, best of standards as you know compared to men's football anyway. Um, but it's still great to watch and it, it, I, yeah, I, I'm just happy that you know we do have a women's team. Have you ever been to see them?
1: I have not been to see them. I've seen some. I've seen highlights of, of them playing. I've never been down to Thorpe Arch to watch them play. Or
0: yeah, um,
1: I've definitely not been to see them away. But um, yeah, I'd I, 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 I'd look forward to them doing well in the future and hopefully getting quite far in the FA Cup.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, let's move on uh, to our opponents this weekend, QPR. But before we preview. This weekend's game, we of course uh, got them in the FA Cup third round draw, uh, which was this past Monday night, and uh, we were drawn away uh, against them. So, tripped all off this road for our first FA Cup game this season. Uh, so, who won in for fourth round, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's a cocky attitude to take. Um, I, 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 I still can't decide whether I want us to throw that game or not because I like a cup. I do love a cup run, but. I'd so much rather was get the Premier League than win a cup. And I, I, honestly, I would rather get promoted than win the FA Cup. So, never mind, we've got the fourth round. We, um, uh, I, I would rather have had a Premier League tie. Uh, and I would especially rather have had a home tie. But yeah. um, um, an All Championship clash, that might get on TV. So
0: I don't think it will get on TV. It do not really excite me. I don't think, as John, many people would have wanted from this.
1: No, I don't think. I don't think QPR are happy with it. I don't think Leeds are particularly happy with it. We uh, would have liked one of the big boys. But, yeah, it's 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 a reasonable draw. I'm a, The EFL Cup, we drew two championship teams, didn't we? We drew Bolton at home and then Preston at home. So Yeah. I mean,
0: be- it, it, it funny, on, on Twitter, when Leeds had tweeted that out and the replies to that were hilarious. It was like, oh, just, <laughs> just change it, tell them. Isn't that what the small teams do anyway? Make it so you play at the big stadium. Um <laughs> I mean it you know it's not a draw which excites me at all I don't think it excites anyone but you know it, it's a well you know you know it's a draw that we could easily you know win and get through to the fourth round
1: yeah you you do i won't say easily win but you'd certainly fancy our chances they're not a superb side no. and on our day we can probably kind of comfortably go past them but it would it depends whether we play a few youth players bench players or yeah. you'd expect us to rest a few so in yeah, that,
0: especially after a busy christmas period you would expect be also to you know chuck quite a lot of the kids in
1: you 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 would expect so yeah you, you'd uh, some rotation will be necessary we can't play the same team every week for yeah a 46 uh, <clears throat> game season plus a cup run it's it's just not feasible it, it's too many games um
0: it's so like, how many first-team players can go in, though? Because we don't have the biggest of, you know, squads.
1: No, but you'd expect the likes of Lewis Baker to get a game. You'd expect the likes of Jack Harrison to get a game, Tyler Roberts to get a game. These type of players that are in and out of the first team are not really uh, first-11 regulars.
0: Yeah, just chucking them with the 23s
1: peacock Fowler will have to play. There's no, there's no choice around that.
0: Unless we're bringing a goalkeeper um, first to January, which I probably will see. It's, it's
1: unlikely, so he'll he'll be playing. Yeah. Um, Stuart Dallas will probably be playing at right back, and then centre back. we a bit limited. We got nothing else to play there, unless maybe uh, Coyle
0: comes back from loan.
1: Yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe Tom Pearce might play left back. Possible. I'd,
0: I'd love to see Tom Pearce play left back. It's so unfortunate not being able to see him this season with all the injuries that we've had, especially at full back. And you know, Dallas has come in, and you know, other players have come in to play left back. When there's Tom Pearce sitting right there, it's like. Uh, it must be kicked at gut for him, but it's like you know. I'd like I love to see Tom Pearce play.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why we were why we were playing Stuart Dallas at left back when we have a, a ready-made left back in Tom Pearce sitting in the academy. He was previously played for the senior team, but I'm not I'm not managing Leeds for a reason. I'm sure bielsa has got his reasons, experience maybe, yeah. but um, we didn't we didn't suffer we didn't particularly suffer for Dallas at left back apart from in one or two games. So maybe he made the right choice.
0: Chris, is is this a game that you is this a Cup that you take seriously? Do you want do you, do you do you fancy a long cup run, or do you want to win the FA Cup, or do you just think, you no, know, maybe this round, maybe you know another one or two, and then that'll be it?
1: I um, mean, the FA Cup is a more prestigious yeah. cup than the EFL Cup, definitely. It's yeah. a more well-regarded trophy. It's 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 great to get to get a cup, but w- being realistic, we're not going to win it. And I, I don't say that to be a pessimist. We're just not going to win it. Yeah. Um. And it's if we're not going to win it, it's a distraction from yeah. the league. I mean,
0: um, I'd I, I love, I love to see a small cut runner, I'd love to see us go, you know, two or three rounds into it. Um, I, I don't I don't think, that, you know, this is a game that you just chuck out and be like, all oh, right, it doesn't matter. We'll have we'll focus on the league. I mean, I'd much rather focus on the league and, you know, FA Cup games, more games to play, you know, players. If you're playing against big teams, you'll play your first-team players and they'll get tired and stuff. But, I mean, I, I'd I'd like to see us go, you No, know, a, f- a few games in.
1: Yeah, you'd, you'd like to think we get to the fifth round.
0: Yeah, you know, see us against a, a, a Premier League team.
1: yeah. Um, as, as long as because it, it's just it's so many games if you're playing the cup as well. Because, yeah, you get some weeks where if you weren't in the cup, you'd get a week's rest, and instead, you've got a three game week. And you, you really, you'd rather have the um,
0: especially, the, yeah, especially with replays as well.
1: Yeah, that's the, the, the I think they should scrap replays. Yeah, that the, what they do, they, what they do the EFL cup, they do um,
0: no, but I get replays though, because it's like for non league teams, those are so massive for them because they'll way you know making a lot more money which is well needed for them but for for big teams the replays people are unnecessary
1: well yeah they what they do in EFL cup is they they used to have extra time their and then penalties instead of replays but now they've got they don't do extra time they'll literally go do ninety minutes and then straight to penalties and if they introduce that in the the FA cup there would be far less fatigue in in the up um teams in the higher leagues
0: yeah I mean, probably just make it go straight to penalties. I'm, I'm fed up of extra time now. <laughs> I don't like extra time. Um, but, yeah, I'd much rather f- us focus on the league. But, like I said, I'd love to get a you know, f- few rounds, get a Premier League team, maybe a big-boy Premier League team. Yeah, that'd be good. And, you know, see see where we stand as well. Because if we are wanting to focus on the league and get promotion uh, this season, it would be, be nice to see where we stand amongst uh, the others in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, you'd expect able to chuck a lot of kids out. Um, and, yeah, so... Uh, Probably a window. We'll probably win
1: that. Yeah, you'd expect us to win it, but it's it's still away. It's it's down south. It'll be a long trip in the yeah. w- in winter. It'll be players staying overnight in a hotel, most likely. Yeah. Um. But if we played a, a strong enough team, they've they've got a young team. They've got a, a very leaky defense. One of the leakiest defenses in the league. I mean, they're, they're they're scoring goals, but they're conceding a lot of goals. So you'd expect us to go there and do a job, but. Yeah.
0: Well, of course, we've got mm. QPR on Saturday. Uh, that's at Ellen Road. Another 3pm kickoff, would you believe?
1: I wouldn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> two 3pm kickoffs at home in a row.
1: It's. Oh, uh, well,
0: no, not, not in a row. Uh, two, two out of the last three 3pm 3 kickoffs at Ellen
1: Road. Crazy. I mean, usually we're on at 4 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday night. It's ridiculous because it's the time Sky can fit us in. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's nice. To, everyone likes a 3pm Saturday kickoff. Yeah. Nobody likes. There's plenty
0: of time to get ready. Get get a few drinks in and get head on that. No,
1: nobody likes getting up at nine o'clock in the morning to go down to a football game. Yeah,
0: no one likes leaving at nine o'clock at night for a football game. No for a football game <laughs> a half five kickoff. Um, but again, cocky act- cocky attitude. But you expect three points.
1: You would. We're in good form. Four wins out of the last five. They're in. I think they've had two wins, one draw, two defeats in the last five. I think that's their form. They are the most inconsistent side in the league. QPR. They win one week, lose the next. Um, I just thought this is one of the weeks where they lose.
0: <laughs> yeah, Cupiado, um, I mean, they really, they really, you know, wouldn't be the most inconsistent sides in the league. I mean, they started so poor this season, but Steve McClam and Cupiado seem to have turned it around. Uh, they're currently, currently in an eleventh uh, place in the table, six points off the playoffs, but they lost the last game, three uh, two at home against uh, Hull City. So, I mean, they are inconsistent, aren't
1: they? Yeah, but if you if you look at that. Um, they were they were quite good in that game actually. It took uh, I think Jared Bowen for Hull got two goals and, a, and an assist, so he had a bit of a masterclass. And they still managed to put two past Hull. So I mean, I know Hull are a, a, a poor side. Because we played them early in the season; they were very average. But uh, they, if, if they can, can create chances and score, they might get one past us. But we're going to have to start well, and I think we need the first goal.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Keep yard they'll be well up for it. They'll be well up for it. Um they'll, they'll you know, six points of the playoffs. They'll want to maybe try and get a push to playoffs. It's so weird saying that. See, you know, when looking at the start of their season, start, you know, the season that they uh, had at the beginning of the season, their form was so poor, bottom of the table. Uh, but they've clawed away way back up. You know, credit to them as well.
1: Yeah, because you get a lot of teams that just give up. like Ipswich, They've. Pretty much given up. I mean, I don't mean to to, to, to be horrible there, but they have. they've given up. They're six points away from twenty uh, third place. They're they're adrift. They're 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 almost as far away from twenty third place as Norwich are away from third place.
0: Yeah, I, I always say like momentum's key in this division. Well, of course, going into it, we're with, with three wins, and, but they're going into it on the back of that, you know, poor home loss against uh, against Hull, where they lost three two. So, um, you know, if if arms if, if, if say one thing, Leeds you, 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 are probably the outstanding favourite for this Saturday's game.
1: Yeah, I think Steve McLaren has had some good performances at Leeds in the past, though. I mean, other than the uh, in the Monk season where he came here with Derby and we. Trampled all over him for, for ninety minutes and still only managed to walk away with a one nil victory, which I have still no idea how that happened to this day. But he has he's turned up in the past With some good teams um, and they've played well. But you'd expect you'd expect us to get the three points
0: yeah, and hopefully got four wins in a row, four games unbeaten, four clean sheets as well. Hopefully, um, <laughs> but it's a, it's crucial that we do pick up three points this weekend because not only do we stay up there, stay in the top two, um, but you know if you look at our next few games, you know. This game against QPR on Saturday and then next week against Bolton, which we'll will of course preview in next week's podcast. Um but these are games where you'd exp- you need to pick up maximum points when you consider that we've got Aston Villa away on the twenty third.
1: Yeah, these are these are these are must wins. If we get six points out of the next two games we can a bit like with the Sheffield Wednesday game where we we got um two wins before it not the Sheffield Wednesday game, Sheffield United game, we've got two wins before it. Then we can we can uh, kind of take the Aston Villa game as a bit of a free hit. We can go down there thinking anything we get here is a good result, yeah. and you never know we might pull off a similar performance to Sheffield United.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at looking at you know the fixtures that we have coming up. We don't we don't have you know a terrible run into the end of the year. You know we got QPR at home, then Bolton Bolton away, uh, the hardest game of all Aston Villa away, um, and then we've got Blackburn at home then Hull City at home. Um, so looking at all of them. I, I, Thirteen points, probably for the minimum you'd want.
1: That's what you'd want, but that's that's not how the championship unfortunately works. <laughs> but um, yeah, every game's a hard game in the championship. Black Blackburn were a, they, they they beat us at their place and they were they were they were pretty good. Dac was good. Um, Danny
0: he, he might leave in January as well. that. Danny Grame,
1: yeah, Danny Graham's a good player. He's he scores a lot of goals. So it will if we can. We need to do a better job on him this time. Hopefully we'll have more players back from injury. And we can have a put in a better performance. You'd you'd expect, you'd you'd want thirteen points. If you want, if we want to stay in the top two, we need thirteen points.
0: But if we lose against Villa, which is a hard game, and that you know could be likely if we could lose against Villa, it is what it is. Uh, That Villa game, if we get a draw, I take it. If we get a win, brilliant. If we lose, then you know we we, you know we move on. We move on. But uh, you know we don't have decent. You know we, we don't have. a, that hard of a running to the end of the year it's after New Year where it gets difficult for
1: yeah, I've seen that a Derby a...
0: at home Stoke away Rotherham away which isn't easy and then Norwich at home which is, could be a big one that's at uh, the beginning of February you know, Middlesbrough away Swansea at home <laughs> i just keep on scrolling down it's just so hard uh, at the turn of the year uh, but go, going into you know into the new year you, you, you want uh, 30 points minimum
1: I would absolutely love it if that Norwich game in the start of February ended up being like a bit of a season definer <laughs> for, for one club, or hopefully for us, but for one club or the other. Yeah. If we're both still in the top two, and hopefully,
0: hopefully we're both, you know, especially us. Hopefully we're quite, you know, quite far off the, the playoffs as well, like more, more, a lot more higher. Yeah, if, if
1: we're a, if we're a bit high flying and um, we're a few points clear then we, we can go into that game as a proper kind of a bit you know a bit like you know like Liverpool Man City like whoever, whoever wins that game uh, at the Etihad later in the season they're, they're going to get a big jump on their rival yeah if that if that's the case with us in Norwich and and we get the three points at Ellen Road then we, we might overtake them
0: yeah well so, so I've got off topic. i guys, got is there anything else you want to go over
1: um not particularly. We've got uh, we've got to leave some content for next week, don't we? <laughs> yeah,
0: got, you got any tips for the viewers of what you, what you want to leave them with? Any, any tips?
1: Any tips? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't bet on leads.
0: <laughs> don't bet on leads. I mean, I do bet on leads for games that you, you think we could win, but yeah, never never bet against leads. Never no, bet against, no, don't if bet, you're not going to put a bet on a Leeds game don't do it but if you are going to put a bet on a Leeds game don't bet against Leeds
1: no I'd, I'd never bet against Leeds I don't believe in it I think it's it's a bit of a sneaky move to bet against the club you support but yeah. some people do
0: I mean, I'm, I'm not a better but, um, no I'm not a better man either uh, I'd say Leeds are probably well worth it though, for anyone anyone who does fancy it uh, but yeah I guess that brings us to the end of this podcast episode 2 of the podcast I it went quite well Charles
1: yeah it did yeah, same, yeah.
0: same time again next week same time again uh, yeah, so thank you very much for listening uh, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe and thank you to anyone who has uh, liked and subscribed and downloaded this podcast Whether you're listening I really do appreciate it but don't forget if you are brand new listening to the podcast don't forget to like and subscribe uh, follow all things leads across all social media platforms uh, that's where you'll find quite a lot of content because uh, I do post on social media every day or at least I try to uh, anyway uh, but, yeah, don't forget to like and subscribe and share the podcast as well. Help us out and uh, get this uh, podcast out there and, you know, share it with anyone who you can. But, yeah, appreciate appreciate everyone for listening and, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week.